Welcome back. Good to hear from you. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Thursday edition. And enjoying the day today in so many different facets. A little bit warmer today. Humid today. Like that. Might even get the motorcycle out a little bit later on today. Got some football coming up tonight. I'm looking forward to that as well. Packers coming up this weekend. Their home opener at Lambeau Field. The Bears are a complete dumpster fire at this point. You have also gone to the Lions very quietly doing their thing. The Vikings trying to bolster their run game, picking up Sam Akers. A lot of stuff tumultuously going on in the world that is uh, that is football. And uh, to talk more fantasy side of things, uh, our buddy Paul Charchian joining us on the hotline. Charch, how you been, buddy? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing great. And the weather here in Minneapolis is also glorious. I mean, this is this kind of as good as it gets, right? Right now you get a fall yeah. day. The, it's warm out. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of humidity in the air, which is nice. But, you know, all the trees are starting to turn. I mean, it's just, guys, just, just bottle this up, right? I Just give me right. this every day. And here's the thing, specific to golfing. This kind of weather, everybody'd run to the golf course in May, right, for a day like uh-huh. this. Right. But by the end of the golf season, everybody's like, nah, I'm not going to bother. It, this, it's like perfect golfing weather right now. Right. The one time, I, the one thing about this time of year with golfing is unless you're right down the middle of the fairway and the leaves are starting to fall, you lose a lot of balls because it's laying under leaves. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the leaves start where, to where, fall where and they hide it. going, and, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm in the woods, man. Hey, speaking of being <laughs> in the woods, what killed me was – Travis Kelsey comes back, catches some touchdown passes. T. Higgins gets a couple as well. All of a sudden, the guys that I had, I had to go away. Last week, I, I got so humiliated, I had to go to the Northwoods and go like talk to spiritual gods to talk me off the ledge after having the historically bad start in the guillotine league. But last week, everybody started scoring for me. I mean, I had a pretty good team together, and now they're back and they're scoring. That's right. For other people, thank you. I, I want right. to thank you for that. Now, I didn't end up with any of your players because I don't spend money in my guillotine league this early. I save money for later. But, you know, whoever got T. Higgins and Joe Burrow and the rest of your good players, thank you. Appreciate your contribution yeah. to the league. <laughs> what I need oh, to do, yeah. I got to get you into I got. I need to get you into a high stake league. You know, I need to get you like $1,000 uh, league so we can uh, make some money on this. Yeah, because we we had yes. we had a hell of a team, and uh, you know my, my opening week pep talk went right down the crapper. So, <laughs> so you know, hey, there's a, there's a lot going on. Here's the one thing that I find interesting is that in an in an off season in which the running back is devalued and told basically you're not worth this amount of money anymore, and now yeah. you see offenses like the Giants, like Indianapolis. Other look at what's going on in Minneapolis. You look what happens when Aaron Jones is not on the field for the Packers. Suddenly you realize the offense really does run through the running backs a little bit, but they're all banged up at this point. It's so bad. But this is the it's a historically bad start for fantasy running backs between injuries and effectiveness. Um let's just I'm just gonna hit on the names so people can get a sense of the totality. I'm not gonna talk about all these guys. Hurt, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, J.K. Dobbins, Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Gainwell, Saquon Barkley. Lousy, Josh Jacobs, Alexander Madison, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, Khalil Herbert, Javante Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, Damian Pierce, Antonio Gibson, Jarek McKinnon, Cam Akers, Zach Charbonnet. I could put A.J. Dillon in that, in that too. About the only guy who's performing to expectation is Christian McCaffrey. And we need to wrap that guy in bubble wrap. Nothing mm-hmm. can go wrong with Christian McCaffrey. 
nothing, Bill. I don't even want him to come down with a very itchy case of chlamydia. Nothing can go wrong with him. That's all we've got. Keep him away from the hookers. Yes. <laughs> nothing can go wrong. Wow. We need it, Christian McCaffrey. That's it. So here's the thing, though. Everybody's in a panic trying to find running back help. But look at your opponent's roster. Look at the rest of the league. Everybody's struggling. You do not have to change out great wide receivers, for example, for mediocre running backs because you're feeling desperate right now. Instead, just try to stay ahead of the injuries. Try to pivot to guys that you think are, are going to be helped by, you know, the opportunity to start. Uh, so that's, you know, Josh Kelly, you know, for, you know, for the Chargers is one example. Behind Austin Eckler was a very nice matchup against Minnesota. Find other, you know, just be ready to pivot. So instead of acting out of desperation, let's just stay on top of these opportunities for other runners. Uh, I do have a question here, and this is in a keeper league, and they wanted to know, do you, do you think I should be starting my second-string quarterback or playing Joe Burrow consistently, first of all? And then secondly, if this is going to be an injury that lingers throughout the year, would you consider getting rid of Joe Burrow? Yeah, so here's the problem. Um, so Joe Burrow's got a calf injury. He plays Monday night. So, Bill, you, by the time you mm-hmm. need to make a decision on your quarterback on Sunday morning, we may not know if, if Joe Burrow's going to play. But what we do know, this Calf injury appears to really affect the, affect the way that he can plant and release. And so what we're seeing is his, his completed passes are all just dump-off stuff at and near the line of scrimmage. When he's throwing downfield, the accuracy is not there right now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, don't, I don't have any inside information about this calf injury, but I do know it's affecting, it's affecting, his, it's affecting his ability to throw the ball. It's if he if he at full health, I would love this matchup. It's against a Rams team that ranks dead last in coverage by Pro Football Focus, but I don't think we're going to know about his status. And you don't want to be starting Jake Browning on you know having to pivot to Jake Browning on Monday night. Right. Uh, another question regarding this uh, quarterback play: uh, Baker Mayfield or Jordan Love this week? Who would you start? Well, I do like Baker Mayfield because. This is, and, and you wouldn't think against Eagles would be the time that you want to go to Baker for better opportunity. But Mayfield's played pretty well. He's just he's coming off a big game, granted, against Chicago, and it looks like everybody's just going to hammer Chicago in their defense, which is fair. But here's the thing. Eagles' secondary is ravaged by injury right now, and there's a real opportunity to take adva- advantage of the fact that Bradbury's out and Avante Maddox is out. And, you know, look at the Vikings who just gave up on their running game entirely and just passed, 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 passed against the Eagles and put Kirk Cousins on a gigantic game. So I, I kind of like Baker Mayfield in a sneaky fashion against the Eagles in a game that they're probably trailing. And, you know, game scripts suggest they'll throw a lot of passes. Uh, at this point in time, Deshaun Watson certainly not earning the money. Uh, give me your thoughts on Deshaun Watson as a quarterback if you have him in fantasy. Well, you know, why isn't this more of a story nationally? I mean, I don't understand. This is the league's most reviled player who is unjustly also the league's richest player, and he's been awful through two games. There are a lot of people, legitimate football people, who think, He's not the best quarterback even on roster. And this, you know, the Dorian Thompson Robinson, based on how good he looked in the preseason, might be the better quarterback. The only quarterback with a lower completion percentage than Deshaun Watson, the highest paid player in football, is Zach Wilson. That's it. 
I mean, here, you know, it's, it's absurd that this play is so bad and nobody's talking about it. Plus, you lose Nick Chubb, right? So now your play-action threat for Deshaun Watson largely just got neutralized. And here comes Tennessee. They're a weirdo defense that, like, normally just sells out to stop the run. This could have been a great opportunity. Maybe they don't do that with Jerome Ford. You know, maybe they're going to play this thing a little more straight up. And they've given up 300-yard passing days in back-to-back games. Tennessee has. If, if Deshaun Watson can't get it done here in his most favorable matchup of this season to this point, I'd just hang it up and drop him. So let me ask you this when it comes to the uh, the running back position. Uh, you've got guys like uh, Jameer Gibbs uh, against Atlanta. you got David Montgomery, who is out right now. But then you get a yeah. guy, Nick Chubb goes down. Then you've got guys coming back. Kareem Hunt is coming back. Give me your thoughts on some of that running back, uh, you know, that juice that's flowing around out there for different matchups. Yeah, so let's talk about Jameer Gibbs, right? 12th player taken in the draft by the Lions, and everybody's excited to see what he can do because he's got some explosiveness, some burst, acceleration. But I think this thing's going to be a little trickier than people realize. After Montgomery, David Montgomery, left last week's game injured, Jameer Gibbs got six total touches, about half through the air. Craig Reynolds, four touches. That's a 60-40 split, obviously. And I think you're going to have something a lot like 50-50 in this game. I think, I think fantasy owners are going to be very frustrated by how involved Craig Reynolds is going to be. I think they like their role with Jameer Gibbs, and they're not going to suddenly ask Jameer Gibbs to play a different role in his third game. And here's part of the problem. Reynolds is a really good pass protector, and Gibbs so far hasn't been. He's had two pass block assignments on the year, and he allowed a pressure on one and a quarterback hit on the other. So not good for Gibbs, and I I, I think that there's going to be way more Craig Reynolds in this game against Atlanta than people realize, and that's going to be frustrating for fantasy owners. But the opportunity is go pick up Craig Reynolds. You know, you probably get goal line work here, and, you know, you just saw the Atlanta defense. It's good. It's not great. Um, yeah. And there might be an opportunity, and that's the kind of player you need to go with. Kareem Hunt probably on the field as early as this week, but I don't expect a big role. Obviously knows the offense intimately, so his ramp-up time is a lot less. Um, and But I, I don't think you're going to put him in starting lineups yet. Uh, George Kittle, I know you've got it in your notes. I've got a couple of questions about Kittle or Pitts. Uh, Paul wanted to know, because Kittle's been relatively quiet as far as uh, production yeah. goes out in San Francisco. Yeah, this is it, it, I think it all changes here. It's uh, Here's why. It's against the Giants tonight. Uh, the Cardinals tight ends, Cardinals tight ends, just went off for 88 yards against the Giants. Giants were a bottom 10 tight end defense last year in both receptions and tight end yards allowed. Brandon Ayuk is either going to miss this game or he's going to be playing hurt, so they could be funneling more passes to George Kittle. This is a nice, it's a nice opportunity for Kittle tonight. And so I like here. By the way, and Kyle Pitts is on paper. This is Kyle Pitts' best game coming too. Or at least it looks like it. But you never know with this stupid Arthur Smith offense. It just you can't know what in the world is coming in terms of pass production for him. Super frustrating. Atlanta's only throwing on twenty five percent of their plays. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Jonu Smith has been targeted more than Pitts in the red zone. So fortunately, the Lions again easy matchup coming, and that might be a new an opportunity for him. Uh, he's my number nine ranked tight end this week. Uh, Adil says, should I trade Fields for Richardson at this point? Now, Richardson yes. banged up. I don't even know if he's going to be playing this week, but uh, I know Fields Correct. is awful. Correct. So, here's Richardson. Uh, he played 17 snaps last week, and he ran in two touchdowns. He finishes a top-10 quarterback on 17 snaps. And 
you know, the Colts haven't even asked him to throw down field yet, Bill. And, you know, because, you know, here he is, he's super raw rookie. So they're giving him lots of short stuff. Um, and those short passes don't accumulate fantasy points very much. But he's so young into his career, you figure that his current five-yard A dot is going to turn into seven yards, then nine yards, maybe, you know, 10, 11 yards over the course of the season because he's got the big arm. And now we're unlocking some gigantic upside in, in Anthony Richardson. Meanwhile, in Chicago, you know, I, I don't have to tell your listeners because you saw it in week one. That whole, that whole team is just completely broken right now. Offense, mm-hmm, defense, right. coaching staff, coach. Coaches are, coaches are walking off the team. It's just, you know, there's just a, there's a miasma over that entire organization right now. Yep, it's uh, it's not good. And, uh, we, you know, no. here, living where we live, uh, we don't mind the smoke from the dumpster fire blowing north because we kind of smile at it. But you, we, when, you're, when, when, when you have your uh, defensive coordinator step down after only a couple of games and basically say it's because of health, but then you've got all the other things that are swirling around out there about mm-hmm. police involvement and things that are going on. We're going to have Brad Biggs on a little bit later on today. But, man, there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that uh, just seem to be going on just below the surface of the Chicago Bears that aren't good. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like it's a Hallis Hall thing. I mean, it just feels yeah. like that whole thing, front office ownership, all diseased right now. And I love Kevin Warren, their new, you know, whatever his official title is, you know, CEO, I don't know, whatever, uh, football operations guy. He's he's awesome, but you can only do so much and turn, you know, turn the ship around so quickly. And, I, man, I don't know. Luke Getzey looks like that's the guy who should have quit. You want a coordinator should quit. Luke Getzey yeah. should hang it up. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. When you've got Luke Getze, who worked with Aaron Rodgers here in Green Bay, you've also got Nathaniel Hackett, who worked with Aaron Rodgers here mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Hackett's being criticized for not changing the offense more so for Zach Wilson rather than leaving it for Aaron Rodgers after the Aaron Rodgers injury. We were just talking about we were talking about the other day about how many coaches and or players might have just had all the warts removed from them because of Hall of Fame quarterback play. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, look at all the look at all the Patriots coaches that went anywhere else, and they all were a disaster. Yeah, right, right. You know, how many of them were just effectively gravy training success off of either Belichick or Brady or both? Yeah, I right. mean, I think it's very fairly stated. Great quarterbacks make everybody around them look better than they really are, and yeah, totally valid. Charge, good stuff as always. We'll talk to you again next week. I'm feeling better after the loss. I've absorbed it now. I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm I'm back to to living my life again. I feel good. Well, if any if anybody can take an L gracefully, it's you. <laughs> all right, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Thank all right. Bye bye. There you go. That's it. Paul Charge and joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um. Anyway, that being said, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna step out. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and uh, get back into it. Uh, if you do have uh, any questions, we'll try to get uh, some of your answers regarding some fantasy stuff, too. I know there was a couple more left over via email and over on the live stream, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that we got all the topics that Charge wanted to cover in. That being said, we still got a lot more to get to today, a lot more going on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. This is the time of year you start thinking about it. You're thinking, okay, maybe I will. Maybe I'll take that plunge. So they've got engagement rings. They've got wedding rings, anniversary rings diamonds, pendants, you name it, they've got it, and they can do it even in a personal setting with an appointment, or you just walk through the doors and say, hey, I want to take a look around. That's Kane and Kane Jewelers. They want to rock your world. They are in West Bend, Wisconsin. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com, and see for yourself. Stay tuned. Uh, Coming up here after the uh, top of the next hour, 
Don't forget, Brad Biggs is going to join us and give us a lowdown as to what's going on via the dumpster fire. That is the Chicago Bears. He writes for the Chicago Tribune, been down there a long time, covering the Bears a long time. We're going to talk with him about what's going on. But uh, when we come back, we got a lot more to get to today. Stay tuned. More of the Bill. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. to have you back go michael show this portion brought to you by our friends at kemp's k-e-m-p-s kemp's.com and uh, you know kemp's kemp's has been in probably your uh, refrigerator your freezer at some point and they're all over the state of wisconsin they're based here since 1914 cedarburg wisconsin to be exact and uh, kemp's.com you can go there at the bottom of the page you click on the term careers not jobs careers and uh, you go there, and whether it's a CDL driver that they're looking for or some of the uh, technicians, the maintenance technicians and the coolers or production facility people, they're looking for everybody. And they're also giving hiring bonuses, sign-on bonuses right now as well. So if you're looking for a tremendous company to work with, not for, but with, that's Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. And uh, go to careers at the bottom of the page and click on it. And uh, who knows, uh, maybe as soon as tomorrow, uh, if you fill out all the information, send in your resume and such, maybe as soon as tomorrow, they're giving you a call and setting something up for next week and you're back at it. There you go. Um, good news today. You've got, uh, you know, some guys, uh, Christian Watson on the practice field, Aaron Jones on the practice field. You've got some other guys that are back. So that's good news. Um, so good to see those guys uh, back. It's great to have Aaron Jones back specifically on the practice field uh, to have him back because. Uh, obviously, a lot of that, you know, that offense, uh, from what we've seen the last, uh, you know, at least the first game and going into the second, the lack thereof, uh, Aaron Jones is kind of partially key to opening things up. Aaron Jones back in the practice for the first time since injuring that hamstring. Uh, Christian Watson, he practiced yesterday, not practicing today. He did practice yesterday. They could be just taking it easy. We're not quite sure. There's also, uh, what is it, uh, safety Zane Anderson, also a new uh, uh, guy that's uh, not practicing. David Bakhtiari, again, not out there today. So there's some stuff going on. Uh, but Aaron Jones, good to be uh, good to see him back in the practice field. So that's that's good news today. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Dan says, uh, Christian Watson not being out there, is that alarming? 
Uh, we're going to wait and see what tomorrow brings. And the reason I, I say that is because uh, you hope that they're just taking it easy. Anytime you're easing somebody back, especially with a soft tissue injury like a hamstring or a groin muscle or something like that, you just ease them back into it, you know. So yesterday he practiced either today, one, he's sore and it doesn't feel good, or two, they're just, he's fine, and they're just going to say, let's just, you know, make sure you stretch it out today. You worked it out a little bit yesterday. Be here for the walkthrough tomorrow. Be ready to go tomorrow when everything's, you know, installed and you start walking through the game plan. And then you should be able to go on Sunday. That's what you're hoping for. Now, if he re-injured, re-injured it or he woke up today and the thing was just tight all over again, then then it's, you know, you just kind of throw your hands in the air and you just say, well, just keep working it, see what you can do. But I'm not going to worry about Christian Watson and his return at least for this particular game, until he is or isn't there tomorrow. Because tomorrow will tell you. Tomorrow will tell. Today could – you know how they are. The Packers are probably one of the more conservative organizations when it comes to players' health and safety. And if they've got – you know, they just take it slow. That's what they've always done. They take it slow. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Ian. Ian says, did you hear that uh, Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift? Is that a big deal? Okay. First of all – I there was a rumor out there, and I think it was his brother that said he kind of joked about it. Oh yeah, and I hope it goes the distance, and they're going to get married. And then he's like, "No, I have no idea." He was kind of kidding. And secondly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I don't care who guys date. It doesn't matter to me, you know. Unless, of course, you know, you start getting. Remember when Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson? And they kept showing Jessica in the Romo jersey, you know, shaking her ass and everything up in the uh, the the box that she was in that Tony Romo had in the stadium. They kept panning to her and panning to her and panning to her and panning to her over and over again. And she was up cheering and turning around and high-fiving and shaking her butt while she was doing it and all that kind of stuff. Who cares? It really doesn't matter to me. It's not like all of a sudden you're going to start seeing Taylor Swift sitting out with the Kansas City Chiefs fans in the end zone. You know, that's not going to happen. It doesn't matter. She's got other things going on. So maybe they are. That's great. But uh, but it doesn't matter. You always wonder how that stuff works, you know. Maybe they're at the same party. Maybe they're, you know, rubbing elbows. Maybe Travis Kelsey sitting at home calls his agent and says, hey, tell Taylor I think she's hot. You know, who knows? Well, know. Bill, I uh, I do some work on a Top 40 station. If you'd like me to tell you how this came to be, I, I can. Yeah, go uh, ahead. <laughs> See, this is, where, this is where this comes in handy for the fact that I, I have – when it comes to players dating particular people, I it really, unless it has something to pertain with on the field, it doesn't really bother me. You know what I mean? And I guess it should, but it doesn't. Oh, I, I 100% get it. He went to see her uh, on the Eras Tour and made her a friendship bracelet, which is what a lot of Swifties do. They, they make you know beaded bracelets and jewelry. They get all, all hyped up and dressed up to go to the show. And on this beaded bracelet, he included the beads of his phone number, really wanted to give it to her. But oh, for whatever reason, couldn't get close enough, couldn't make it happen. So the the lack of him being able to get her his phone number kind of became a story, and and someone in her orbit must have noticed, and then they got hooked up after that. Gotcha. Have okay. you ever made custom jewelry to go to a con? Ja- do they do that before a jackal show? Does everyone no. make friendship bracelets? No, no, no. Uh, usually before a jackal show, you go to a, a liquor store, you buy the Jesse James <laughs> bourbon, and maybe you have a shot of that before the show and a shot after the show, and call it a day after that beyond that no you hear I'll, I'll tell you something though now that you bring that up so 
I uh, we we obviously were in uh, you know Tomahawk over the weekend, and Jackal did play, and I posted some of the pictures over on the, the Facebook fan page. But Jesse, for the motorcycle ride, had sent me a single barrel bottle of his top end bourbon. It was bottle number seventy four out of one hundred and sixty two. One hundred and sixty two bottles. That's it for this barrel, and so it was it was, it was really good. And I had talked to him about it ahead of time, and I said, "Hey, look, I'll bring it to Tomahawk. We'll open it together. We'll toast before you, you know, go on the uh, go on the stage, and then maybe after." Okay, great. And we there somebody brought a an RV. I mean, this beautiful motorhome. That was kind of the motorhome that the bands changed in. Okay, and and you know, it, just a stunning forty foot Prevost motorhome. It was gorgeous. So I did. I brought the bottle. Uh, we had a little bit of a drink ahead of time. Because uh, I wasn't going to drink afterwards because I have to jump back on the motorcycle. So we had a couple of drinks ahead of time. And then he goes on on stage. And uh, when I go to leave, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. I want to I wanna grab that bottle before I leave. Somebody took it. How about that? Somebody took my bottle, man. <laughs> Somebody stole my bottle of Jesse James uh, single barrel bourbon. So eh, that's not a friendship bracelet, but I would have loved to have had the bourbon back. That's for sure. Ah, there you go. Uh, well, have you? Would you make a friendship bracelet to take to Taylor Swift if you were going to a concert? No, I I don't think I could go see Taylor Swift. Not because I don't like her; she's fine. I just think I would look around at a Taylor Swift show and think, "Oh my God, everyone here is way more into this than me." I, I would feel mm-hmm. like my seat should go to someone else at a Taylor Swift show. You know what I mean? I I would go because of the spectacle to of say course. I went to see it. You know, because I'm one of those observers. But I'm see when people say, "Are you having a good time at a concert?" I usually am. I'm just observing because I just love the atmosphere that a lot of these things present and the showmanship of of everybody, whether it's you know Jackal or Taylor Swift or whomever. Um, but you're right; it would be kind of like I would kind of feel, I think, a little out of place. However, I think I would enjoy it. But to answer my own question, no way in hell I'm walking in with a friendship break. <laughs> I, uh, when no I, way. When I was in Arizona for spring training, this was in March, uh, the Taylor Swift tour kicked off the weekend I was leaving. So I think I flew back to lacrosse on a Sunday, and her first show of the tour was in Maryvale, or in, in Glendale, not in Maryvale, uh, that Saturday night. So when I got to the airport on Sunday morning, and I got to the airport, I mean, it was a 6 a.m. flight, and I had to return a rental car, so I was there early. And I was surrounded in the TSA line by people in sparkly pink cowboy hats and tailors. And everyone was so, like, I don't think they went to bed. They were so excited. And I'm miserable because I had to get up at three. Right. And I'm surrounded by pink cowboy hats. And I'm pissed off. And I'm like, these people are in such a good mood. It was I was so frustrated because these people were all on cloud nine. And I'm like, Jesus, I feel like dump because I, you know, I was up at three. It was just, it was a very annoying crowd to be. And I was happy for them. But selfishly, I was like, this is, this is a pain in the ass. This is annoying. Yeah. I, I don't think I would uh, <laughs> go through that. Now, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing the spectacle. But I can't think of and, – and part of it is maybe I'm numb to it. And I, I shouldn't say this because it sounds completely condescending and arrogant. But I've done so much in my life where I've met stars and players and presidents. And, and it's like, eh, you know. I, I don't get too geeked up for anybody anymore. Um, there's been a couple of people that I've met in my lifetime – that really gave you the tingle. Um, Muhammad Ali was one of them. I met him uh, down in Louisville, Kentucky, years ago. 
uh, opening day of Miller Park, President Bush and the entourage, and just going through the presidential aspect of it. doesn't matter who the sitting president was. It was just going through that presidential aspect. Uh, Springsteen, who I never, I've never seen Springsteen really play, but I've met him, which I think is, is outstanding. Some players, Joe Montana and company, you know, that I've met along the way. Uh, but yeah, it's, there's not many people that make me go, Oh my God, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, I just don't for whatever reason. I just don't. Hey, by the way, uh, and this is from, uh, this is from, uh, Mark uh, that says, have you ever noticed that the Miami dolphins have pineapples? as their logo on their backdrop. So I had to Google it while I'm sitting here talking. And that is from, it's a health company. It's not like upside down pineapples, not like the whole team swinging. (laughs) So, but I I looked at that for a minute and I thought, you're right. And I didn't know what it was. And apparently it's a thing called Baptist Health, which has, is based down there. And it's a pineapple. I don't, I don't know why the significance of a pineapple is there, but it's a pineapple, um, a right-side-up pineapple, and that's what they use as the logo for this particular company. So it's a health company um, or a, you know, a hospital system or something, but uh, that's what it is. It's called Baptist Health. So, no, it's, it's not the fact that the team is advertising that they've got a bunch of swingers on it. And that would be an upside-down pineapple, not a right-side-up pineapple. Just so we're clear on that. We're clearing up all the misnomers today. Just an FYI. Stay tuned. Oh, by the way, speaking of another one. Now, we had some conflicting reports. Um, there were some that said Christian Watson was not back at practice. Now they are saying he is back on the practice field. He came out a little bit later and that he is back with the team, which is good news. So, either way... You're just waiting to see what tomorrow holds. Because if he's there tomorrow and there for the walkthrough, full practice, the whole thing, then most likely he's going to be making his Packers debut this season uh, on Sunday. So cross your fingers and hang it out there. Um, so that being said, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Whether it's the windows, the doors, all the innovations, the beautification, the, the, the curb appeal, for your home, the value that it adds to your home, or the economic factor that it adds to your home. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Like uh, the Green Bay Packers are starting to impress Vegas a little bit. Uh, they opened up with a 66 or 68.8 percent chance of not making the postseason, and the current odds say 56 and a half percent of not making the postseason. So uh, those uh, those negative odds are starting to come down somewhat for the Green Bay Packers. So just thought I'd put it out there that they're starting to become believers uh, a little bit as well. Uh, gotta say hi. There, there's some people listening. A buddy of mine is listening down in, uh, down in, uh, Florida and I, he's got a fascination with Mickey Mouse, but that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. Uh, but apparently a good, uh, Packers contingent at the wilderness lodge in Disney and a, a big fan of the program named Jessica is uh, listening to the program and watching on YouTube down there. 
So thanks to them uh, for listening and paying attention down in Florida. We certainly appreciate it, as always. And thanks for listening, Jessica. Thanks for being a big Packers fan. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, they're down in Disney checking it out. When you, when, you know what? When you're in Disney, what else would you do? You know, you talk a little Taylor Swift here on this program, talking about celebrities dating celebrities, and the next thing you know, boom, they're down in Disney and they're listening to this show. So <laughs> there you go. Excellent stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, Chris says, hey, Bill, we've had a, a few discussions before on Jordan Love. I think he's doing just fine. Com- uh, completion percentage can also be blamed on receivers running the wrong routes. Why is it we always want to blame the receivers? At this point, you could be right. But it used to be Aaron Rodgers knew everything and he wasn't wrong. And then everybody on Sunday wanted to say, oh, Josh Myers didn't snap the ball. When in essence, it was Jordan Love who was wrong. The terminology was wrong. And what he did was wrong. So for right now, I don't know, you know, who is to blame on certain things, but I'm not just going to say the receivers have run the wrong route. You know what I mean? So uh, he also says it's a, a little too early to make a judgments on if Love can bring this team back. I know you said three or four more games, and we'll know what we have in Love. I disagree. He's got a second year and a bunch of rookies at wide receiver in a tight end position that are still trying to learn the pro uh, pro game. Kind of hard to make that statement when our last quarterback in his first year had multiple season veterans at both positions. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because they weren't winning a bunch of games, and Aaron Rodgers uh, wasn't like he was lighting it up. He didn't throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns and six six interceptions. He didn't do that. But you knew. You could tell. I I mean, I, I don't need statistically to see what he can and can't do. That's I, I, I the eyeball test will tell me. So I I'm I'm saying I can make that determination. There's a difference between good, average, above average, below average, really good or great. Or then the next level of via oh my god, all you, you may have a Hall of Fame on your hands. Uh don't know yet. I like what I've seen out of Jordan Love. But there are certain times that I see things that make me hesitate. And one of them being the same level of arm strength that we're accustomed to, whether it was Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Because that sometimes, that level of oomph and being able to gas one in there is the difference between being you know, picked off, knocked down, or completing the pass. So, I, you know, I, it's not a knock on Jordan Love. It's just you want him to be something, and you keep saying, I'm going to wait on it. I don't care if the receivers or the tight ends are in their first year or not. If he's putting – see, this is the thing. Yeah, you can maybe look at the wide receivers and the tight ends and say maybe they're not in the right place at the right time, but you also have to understand if he's throwing to a spot and they're not there, okay. But if he's trying to lead them and throw into a window and he's not hitting them in stride or the pass is too far out in front or too far behind, what have you, then you start to go, okay, is he really that crisp delivering the football? And then when it comes to downfield passes, and I know our caller before talked about, wow, the downfield ball and this and that uh, with the pass interference calls. Um, to me, it's always it, – it, that's a touch play. 
can you throw the ball high enough and just have the feeling of being able to drop it in the bucket as a guy runs under it? The best way I can explain it, and if you're a fisherman, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you can cast, and you're you're casting, say you're you're in a boat, you're casting to the shore, okay, and you're trying to run a bait along the shoreline, right? And you're casting to a stone, you're casting to a stump, you're ca- and if you're not a fisherman, you don't you don't get this, but it, you'll you'll understand it. I can tell you every time when I'd flip my wrist and I'd end up casting just by the feel as to whether or not I needed to pull the bait back or hold the rod out to let it just kind of ease more line off the spool. You just kind of have a feeling, right? And if that thing splashes within six inches of the shoreline and then you're going to leave it sit there a second and then you're going to start popping it back towards the boat, it's like a perfect cast. It's like you just expect to catch something, right? But if you're casting and you're throwing it up on the bank in the weeds or it's ending up five feet short and it's not getting to the shore where you think that action should be, then you know you have that feeling, right? That's what I'm talking about. When it comes to the deep ball, you just got a feeling. You can look at a guy and just in your mind, in that split second, your mind has the capability to go, I need to go here with that ball. As I, as I launch it, I can feel it. It's not too high. It's not too low. It's got a good arc to it. It's got enough oomph to it, and he's going to run right under it. That feeling is very difficult to get as a quarterback. You either have it or you don't. Sometimes it develops, or maybe you hone that skill, but you either have it or you don't. That's what I'm waiting to see. Is it? Do you fish, Grant? Oh yeah, I fish a lot. I'm going so, fishing. So you in, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm going fishing in Milwaukee this weekend. I can't tell you how many times, Bill. And fishermen will know this when you're trying to put that cast right next to shore and you rip the cast and then about a split second later you go, oh, God, and you got to pinch your finger and pull it back because, you know, it's headed right for the tree. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. It's headed for the tree. It's headed for the boat. If you're around, I mean, you're headed for the docks. You you just know it. You get that feeling. You, You know it. That's what I'm talking about. Being able to drop that thing in a bucket to a deep pass. Now. You know, people want to talk about, well, forget the deep passes. I, I've got uh, Mitchell that says forget the deep passing game, establish the run game, stick with it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you have to have a deep threat. You have to. We talked about this last year with Aaron Rodgers. You have to have a threat to push the lid of the defense back. So they have to account. And and think of it this way. If you do, it then opens up the underneath patterns, the crossing patterns, the quick digs, the quick outs. It opens up the run game. It puts the safeties on their heels if they know you can go deep in certain situations. So you have to have it. It's it's not like, well, we're just going to live with dink and dunk. No, you, you, you saw that last year. You can't do that. you got to get downfield, and you got to trust your guys, and you got to air it out every now and then. So that when it comes to the repertoire of what we've seen out of Jordan Love, he's done pretty well. I'm looking for the intermediate and the deep ball to be more consistent. That's it. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Hey, if you are thinking about, just thinking about, possibly, come February, March, even into January, maybe you're going to head someplace warm and you're going to throw down the snow shovel and say, enough, enough. I don't want it anymore. Got to go someplace warm. Got to get rejuvenated. Call our buddy Kirk over at uh, Cruise Planners. 
land and cruise vacation. So if you want to go to an all-inclusive down in Mexico, you can do that. If you want to take a cruise, you can do that. If you want to go to the Bahamas, you want to go to St. Martin's, you want to go to Acapulco, you want to go something internationally, you can do that. He can set it up. Call him, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners. Kirk and the gang over there can help you out. Coming up after the top of the hour, Brad Biggs, longtime Chicago Tribune writer, covers the Chicago Bears. We are going to learn more about the dumpster fire that is Chicago. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30, to have you back the bill michaels show we continue on coming up here after the top of the hour what the hell is going on down at hallis hall in chicago and we're going to talk with brad biggs long time long time uh, reporter covers the uh, chicago bears and uh you know works for the chicago tribune uh if you listen to any chicago radio you probably heard him on it at one point or another but brad's going to talk to us about exactly what's going on, all the optimism, all the skepticism and such that people were kind of looking at prior to the season, it started to become this Justin Fields love fest. There was even talk that Justin Fields this year with the ability that he has, he could become an MVP. And it was like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. And first two games are about as far away from an MVP performance as you can possibly get. And now you've got uh, the defensive coordinator walking away, resigning, uh, there's rumors floating around about the authorities looking in to, you know, his home and such. And so we're going to get all the details coming up here in just a few as to what's going on down in Chicago. Because, and we had said it at the time. Remember, I said, going into that game, at first you thought, boy, this pro- this game is, is huge for the Packers. Huge. Because Jordan Love trying to take over for a guy that basically said, I own you, Chicago and all the memes and such that were out there because Aaron Rodgers had so much success. Favre did, but Rodgers just took it to a whole new level. So much success against the Bears organization. So you thought, ah, boy, you know, Jordan Love, he got a ton of pressure on him. But then you thought about it, you know, and then you thought, well, wait a minute. The Bears 
finally believe that they can get out from underneath the black cloud that has been the Green Bay Packers for so long. They can finally start to breathe, and they've got their guy, their quarterback. They're pumping them up, the whole deal. Huge, huge game for them. But then what happens if they lose? Could their season go south? Because then they're like, oh, God, we're never going to get out from underneath this Packers team. So you're kind of like, well, maybe it was a bigger deal to the Chicago Bears. Well, the Packers get a win. They go to Atlanta. They fall, but they don't look terrible doing it. Just defensively, they didn't get it done. And offensively, specifically late in the ballgame, they couldn't move the football. So they had their own issues, which we knew there'd be some growing pains. But it was a game in which they could have won, right? The Bears? Oof. Bears look awful. Their quarterback looks bad. Philosophically speaking, in game one, he's running. He's you know gaining yards in the Packers' defense. Packers so much so that the Packers finally had to put a spy on the guy. And all of a sudden in game two, they're going to put him in the pocket. He's not going to run. He can't decipher a defense. He can't see the route trees from some of his own guys. There's questions about now the play calling and Luke Getze and Iberflus and what he's doing. And now you've got a defensive coordinator that steps away for health and family reasons, even though it smells like a whole lot more. So all of that circling around a franchise that just seems like again this year before they even get fully out of the gates it seems like the dumpster is on fire and they're pushing it right down right down michigan avenue so we're going to talk with brad biggs of the chicago tribune when we come back stay tuned gonna want to hear this oh yeah gonna want to hear this a lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this